Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Cat Season 3, The Cats vs. The Monster. I'm Springer. And I'm Jen. Our music comes from Audionautics.com. We hope you enjoy this latest episode. Rascal and Jimmy were standing at the top of Mount Alieska, looking straight down Christmas Chute. Wow, there's no way you actually went down that. I, I did, though, said Rascal. I, I'm sure this is where I went, because I was trying to remember. You told me that this Christmas run was going to be really nice, and, well, this is where I came. But this isn't Christmas. This is Christmas. Shoot. Oh, shoot said Jimmy. Rascal was already strapping his boots into the board. Well, I guess we're gonna, um, I guess you're just gonna ride here beside me, I mean, behind me on this board. Um, there's some, there's this other places to strap in your boots if you want to. Okay, man. Oh, man. So, um, which way is the board gonna go? They drop off the edge of the hill. The atomic bomb was going its only direction it could go. Forward. It shot down the hill at high speed, the rotary snow sucker blasting snow out behind it in a huge cloud as I flew down the hill, doing amazing banking turns, tipping 55 degrees to the side. Oh, 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 a tree, a tree, a tree, a tree! Wow, this is amazing! Crashing straight into the tree, they went straight up its trunk, sailed into the air, did 16 quadruple sideways backflips, and landed back in the snow. Oh my god, I don't know how to make it stop, said Rascal. Help! Help! You're so funny. I can tell you're totally in control. Oh my gosh, nobody's going to believe that I got to ride with you. Oh, how are you controlling it? Explain everything so I can do it too. But Rasco was too preoccupied. The board straightened back out and began to go straight down the slope once again. Miraculously dodging between trees, it accelerated to a speed of around 150 miles an hour as the slope flattened out and it skittered across the lake, coated with the broken bits of Bukat's fire. Ironically, by this time, Rascal was beginning to feel kind of in control. The board seemed to be slowing down. It was only going 125 miles an hour when the moose stepped out from between two trees and right in front of the board. Ah, it's a moose! said Jimmy. Oh, I thought that that was a bear, said Rascal. I saw bears on the other trip. One of them ate the flight-seeing pilot. Uh, what are we going to do? What are we going to Duck, said Rascal. They ducked down and flew between the legs of the moose. At high speed, now pressed down to the surface of the board, they were unable to stand up and so continued through the snow right up towards the Alieska Hotel. They went on to a more normal ski track, but the atomic bomb was still in excess of 80 miles an hour as it sailed across the parking lot, barely touching the ground. Ah! Help! Yelled Jimmy as they 
crashed straight through a second-story window of the Alieska Hotel, having gone off a car that acted as a perfect jump, and they landed right back in their hotel room, where the atomic bomb fell into all of its parts, which were, of course, skis clipped onto a simple rack with a simple turbine. Whoa! What are the chances we'd end up back in our own room? That's really weird, said Jimmy. I don't care, said Rascal. Get me out of this. He was quickly unbuckling his boots when a strange whirring noise came from the now smashed window frame. Hello, hello? Hello, hello? A familiar voice rang through the opening of the window. Hello, hello, this is Freakerpuss. I am your your friendly concierge, and I've got on my helicopter concierge cap. It is very useful for delivering messages up to the upper floors of the hotel. And here I am, and I've got a message for you. It's a nice message. It's a message. It's written on some nice paper. Um, it was all sealed in an envelope, but I, I um, well, I kind, I'm kind of jittery, and I got my cloth kind of stuck in it, and um, and I kind of opened it, and I kind of looked at it, but um, I won't tell you what it is, because I hate to ruin your surprise, since it's your message. Message and uh, here it is. She dropped the message onto the floor and whirred away. It was a message from Jimmy's teacher. It said this. Dear class, this message is going out to all of you. There's been news of some of the students acting out of line and we're going to have to have a conference meeting with everybody in front of the great big fireplace on the first floor. You should be there at noon sharp. Your teacher. Oh, cool, said Jimmy. I can't wait to see what this meeting's about. I thought it was just about behavior, said Rascal. I doubt it, said Jimmy. I bet it's about you and your amazing snowboarding skills. And look, it's 11.58 right now. We have to get down as quickly as we can. They ran for the elevators, and before long, they were in the lobby, along with all of the other children. Your teacher, I mean, their teacher, whose name was your teacher, your being a very common name in the strange place that she'd come from, was standing up at the front of the group of students, right in front of the fireplace. Next to her, there stood a tall man with a long black handlebar mustache. Hello, he said. I am Vindy Gomez. I am coming on the behalf of the Bill Katz Foundation to extend your trip for another one week. This is in light of the exceptional performance we have seen by one of your students. We believe that he may be the next big star and we want to accommodate his being able to, uh, uh, what is the word in English it is to practice. We look forward to uh, seeing all of your students out on the slopes again and beg that you, uh, Accept this humble hospitality from the Bill Katz Foundation. Thank you very much, class. Give him a nice round of applause like good children. The room broke into applause. Just a little bit at first, but then more and more until the whole class had a standing ovation and was handed their new itineraries. 
With these new itineraries, they got an extra day of skiing, and also a special stay in Anchorage, where Rascal would have a statue of himself standing on the atomic bomb put inside of the ice rink in the Diamond Mall. They would be staying inside of the Captain Hook Hotel. What's the Captain Hook Hotel? said Jimmy. That sounds cool. I've never heard of it. I don't know, said Rascal. It sounds kind of creepy, like maybe there's a pirate that lives there or something. I bet not. I bet it's really amazing. Let's look it up. They went up to their rooms where Jimmy pulled out his old, old 1980s computer, which didn't have a search engine. Thus, he was not able to look it up, and so they ordered room service instead. Rascal munched on the biggest, greasiest burger that the hotel carried and wiped his mouth with a $100 bill as he did so, one of the mini bills that he had gotten from Pierre Lachat. Well, I guess we'll just have to see what happens next, said Rascal. Yeah, said Jimmy. Hey, will you pass me a napkin? Rascal said, oh, here's a whole stack, and he handed Jimmy a stack of $1,500 bills. Whoa, <laughs> these are cool napkins. They look like money. Oh, they do, said Rascal. For the first time, he looked at it. Oh, I kind of remember getting these. Someone named Pierre Lachat, who interviewed me, gave these to me for a camera roll of film of my uh, uh, snowboarding. No way! Yeah! You know what that means? You got paid to snowboard. That means you're a professional. And that means that these are real money! Oh, really? Said Rascal, looking at him. Yeah! Said Jimmy. Uh, do you want it back? Oh, no, no, not at all. I'm afraid of money. Said Rascal. It always seemed like a kind of a scary thing to me. Okay! said Jimmy. Um, uh, can I have it? Oh, sure, said Rascal, handing Jimmy a full suitcase of $100 bills. Maybe, maybe you could just be in charge of it from now on, and, and I won't even have to think about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be your manager. If you enjoyed the cats, you may also enjoy The Wrong Town. The Wrong Town by Springer Moore, co-host of The Cats, and Marley McDonough is a chapter book for 7-10 to year olds. Kira is just trying to get one good look at the mysterious island off the shore from her cousin's apartment in Baku, Azerbaijan, when a massive wave knocks her amusement train clean off its tracks. She soon washes up on the rocky shore of the island itself and is caught up in the bizarre succession of leaders and revolutions, which begins soon after her arrival on the tiny chunk of land known as the Wrong Town. In this hilarious story of unique characters, bad leaders, and one giant stuffed wolf, you will find out just what happens when you live on an island paved with duct tape and the only things to eat are Mountain Dew and potato chips. The Wrong Town is available in both paperback and ebook formats from Amazon.com.